Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, special treat. My partner in crime from way back, Eduardo Encina, covers the lightning for the Tampa Bay Times and uh, joins us today. I Listen, Eduardo, when you left and Tom Brady came aboard and I thought, well, then you missed the Brady thing. And, and turns out you're covering the most successful team in all of sport right now. Um, the Stanley Cup champions two times over look like they're going for number three. I thought this team, to be honest with you, was pretty dead in the water, trailing 3-2, trailing in the third period 3-2 to the, to uh, Toronto. And here we are back in the Eastern Conference final. I mean, when did you see this, this ship turn back around? Yeah, so I think, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, down 3-2 to Toronto, uh, you know, I, I honestly thought that, that we were in for uh, a quick, quick offseason, but I think, you know, something kind of clicked. And I, a lot of people have asked me this, and I, I honestly think that something hit clicked in that Toronto series where the Lightning just kind of got tired of a lot of things. And they got tired of being uh, being asked about what was wrong with Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. I think they got tired about constantly being asked about uh, the other team in Toronto. Uh, mm-hmm. where the narrative was about, you know, how can the Leafs get over the hump and, how close they were to getting over the hump and everything like that. And, you know, they were kind of like, you know, what about us? And, you know, they, they came back in, in that game six and, uh, you know, I'll never forget the, uh, what I think was one of the best quotes of all time from John Cooper before game seven, uh, when he referred to their cusp, you know, being on the cusp of greatness. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was kind of a, a what, what about us kind of quote, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it was in reference to, uh, you know, basically, you know, how, you know, if they lost in game seven, you know, would they be satisfied with the fact that, you know, they had won back to back cups? And uh, he said, you know, we, we realize we're, you know, that that would be disappointing, you know, because uh, we're here on the cusp of greatness. And uh, why wouldn't you just run through that door and go get it? And they did it in game seven the way that they've done it the past two postseasons um, by blocking a whole lot of shots and protecting their own net. And winning a you know low scoring, tightly contested game, um, knowing that you know no matter what, when you have number eighty eight, you know in the net, that he's always going to give you a chance to win, and that's what you've seen. And since then, what have we seen? Six straight wins, and they've all kind of been by the same recipe. And that's the word they use a lot is is recipe. And uh, you know they figured it out. And it's funny because I know you know you and I have talked about this a lot, Steve. We've talked about it too. Is just you know how during this regular season there were a lot of times when this team looked really ordinary. And a lot of that was uh, because, you know, they really turned the puck over quite a bit, created a lot of odd man Russians the other way, and um, really left Bassey on an island. And, you know, they figured it out, and they've gone back to the recipe, and that's what you're seeing right now. And, you know, here they are halfway to making history. Uh, you know, the three-peat, something's never been happened, never been done in, in the salary cap era. It hasn't been done in nearly... 40 years of winning three straight Stanley Cups. So um, I thought they were dead <laughs> when they were yeah. down 3-2. Yeah. 
but uh, just like you know, this, this team continues to kind of just uh, surprise you in interesting ways, and, and then that's that's kind of what they've done so far. Well, we've heard quotes from them throughout the year and, and mm-hmm. even in the past couple of years that they almost hate to lose oh, yeah. more than they like winning. And, and <laughs> you know, I kind of think some in that Toronto game, as you mentioned, all those quotes coming out and, and the, the parade route was being planned in Toronto. Actually, after yep. the game one win, they already had it planned out. <laughs> and and I I think that we're not going out like this. I, th- I think it's just a, a collective mindset they have of we hate losing. Like, they like winning, don't get me wrong, but yeah. but losing is worse. I, I'll, I'll tell you something, Steve. They were, those those pregames coming off the losses in Toronto or whenever they lost games against the Leafs, they were salty. You know, and it wasn't just guys like Stamkos and Hedman and, and Maroon, guys, you know, who we see, you know, kind of wear some of that emotion on their sleeves. It was some of the young guys. And I remember Ross Colton coming into a, into a pregame and having his arms crossed and looking as angry as he ever has. Like a guy like Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who very rarely do you not see smiling, you know, in a, in a huge scrum of Toronto reporters, ask, you know, constantly being asked about the Maple Leafs. And I think these guys did get a little, little mad, you know. And, and uh, like you said, they are a team that, uh, you know, we've seen it. You know, sometimes it takes them kind of getting punched in the gut a little bit to get mad and get angry. And they do. They are a team that, I do really do think that they hate losing more than they love winning. And that's sometimes what it takes sometimes. And I think that series against Toronto was, uh, was really one that they, like you said, you probably said perfectly, they weren't going to go out like that. And they were determined to do so. And, you know, that's, uh, it's pretty remarkable the way that they tap into that because I don't think I've ever seen a team that like, you know, we, we see it in the post games, like even, you know, games that they feel like they've, kind of given away, uh, you know, they're pretty salty. But this was a different level uh, in that in that Leaf series. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Andre Vasilevsky and, and you know, his, his 49 saves. I mean, mm-hmm. an, another shutout in a closeout game, and the guy's superlatives just keep adding. But before this series, um, he had given up some goals. I should say yeah. the Lightning had given up some goals. And you hear a lot of this word, commitment, right? And And mm-hmm. they were more committed than Florida – um, maybe at the end of that series, more committed than Toronto. Even look, he's the best on the planet, especially in big games, and and he's he's you know carving himself into into NHL lore right now. Particularly if he could win a third Stanley Cup in a row. Um, but what has what has changed with respect to um, you know them not allowing the goals? Because it's it's as Cooper has said, it's not how many you score sometimes; it's how many you don't let in. Right. That's that's always been. Uh, the, the big narrative is, and he said this, you know, in December, in February, March, April, you know, it's it's how they, how far they get is going to be determined by how well they protect their net. And mm-hmm. they lean on Vassie a lot. You know, we've seen that. And, uh, you know, I, I think those first six games, uh, I guess five and a half games, really, you know, uh, you know, they weren't going to let vastly be kind of a scapegoat there you know because i mean you look at the yeah. numbers i think it it was first six games he led three three and a half goals something like that a game mm-hmm. so um but uh you know I, I think they were really determined to getting back to what wins games and a big part of that is blocking shots and um that the 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 one thing that cooper always talks about when he talks about playing defense is 
that it's it's the way you play away from the puck, right? So there's a lot of things that go into that, but um, it's about commitment and it's about like wanting to do it. It's want to, you know, and sometimes that's a little cliche, but like it, it really does make sense. It's like you want to play, you want to have to play really good defense, you know, and, and a big part of that is, you know, putting your, putting your body on the line in front of hundred mile an hour pucks. And uh, you know, we saw that last year, you know, I remember Julian Breezeball at the end of, after the boat parade, sitting there at a podium and talking, you know, just going down the litany of the, the laundry list of injuries that all these guys had dealt with last, last postseason. And um, there's no doubt that, that experience matters with this because they know what it's like, you know, and they know kind of the sacrifice that it takes to, to win those kind of games. And, you know, they were not going to win a series against Toronto running it up and down, you know, not against guys like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, you know, and they probably weren't going to do it either you know, against the Panthers, but they were dedicated to, you know, protecting their own end and protecting the puck when they had it. And I think those are the two big things that, that they've done is um, they haven't committed those turnovers and uh, they've been really committed to, to defending their own net. And when you do those things, uh, you know, and you have Andre Vasilevsky and net, like it actually looks pretty easy. And <laughs> I think like, you know, it, it, that series against the Panthers was, looked a lot easier than it was because when you really think about those games, all of them were kind of tied going down to the end or one goal games, you know, and the scores probably didn't indicate it, but like, uh, you know, those, those were tough games. I asked Cooper last night, you know, he, he talked a lot about, you know, several weeks ago about how there was no real, you know, easy matchup in the East and how every team that made the postseason in this conference had a hundred points and, you know, nothing was going to be easy. And they just beat two really good teams, you know, like top four, you know, teams, you know, the, the Maple Leafs are a really good team. You know, they probably don't get credit for as good as they are because they haven't gotten over the hump. And the same thing with the Panthers, teams that haven't gotten over the hump. And so it's that difference of experience of knowing the recipe of knowing, uh, you know, knowing what it takes. And a lot of that is, is that playing defense, blocking shots, protecting the pocket. It, it, it sounds easy, but they've, they've done it. And, they know it's 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 totally different than what we knew the Lightning to be before that you know that sweep against uh, Columbus, but you know they figured it out and you know here they are. Yeah, and I I think what's interesting too about this team and you know the defense obviously has carried them I think with the block shots and that is that is yeah. commitment and 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 guys are going to the you know to the room uh, between shifts because they're taking right. these uh, off their bodies, um, but then offensively. You know, without Braden Point, right? I mean, what, yeah. what a huge, huge loss uh, that they had in this series, at least against Florida. But you see guys with enormous goals by the names of Ross Colton or Patrick Maroon or Nick Paul or uh, Eric Chernak. I mean, what is it about these guys that rise in the biggest moments? Not necessarily, you know, Stamkos or Kucherov has been phenomenal in this whole this whole playoffs, but right. um, they have this secondary group of guys that that you know just like the last game i mean the goal by maroon not not the prettiest one and they had two others taken away right but they're the findaways that's what they call themselves they really are that yeah yeah they, they they talk about it you know i mean they talk about in the room about how you know you don't win stanley cups with you know the top two lines you know it's uh and like you said you know whether i think they've gotten like seven i think they got six or seven goals in the past few games from that you know, school bus line. And I know since they're playing yeah. 11 and seven, a little bit, so switched up a little bit of Corey Perry pulling up, but 
the combination of Perry, Maroon, uh, yeah. Belmar, like, uh, and like you said, you add in a guy like Colton who leads the team in goals, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Nick Paul who, you know, goes from Ottawa Senator to top line center. You know, um, you know, they, they, uh, I think what it comes from is like, there is a belief in that room and this is something that's not quantitative at all, but, uh, you know, they all kind of believe in each other that, that they're going to, each one of them can have that, that impact, you know, no matter what, if you're putting on a skate and you put on that Jersey and you're on the ice that, you know, you can do that. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, Brandon Hagel, you know, uh, yeah. He, he he's made some big plays. You know, he had a couple opportunities the other night, but or last night. But uh, you know, he's been great on the forecheck. Uh, you know, he's been a hound. You know, for the puck. So, um, you know, the, these guys. I, I I just think there's a belief, and you know, even when you ask the new guys, you know, Hagel and Paul, like about how the culture in that locker room, it's it's kind of like this empowering kind of thing to it. Is that mm-hmm. uh, you know they let those guys be empowered. They let them feel like they're a part of it, and uh, you know, I think that that carries out on the ice, and um, they know that it, it's every every piece of this is important. And uh, you know, I've, I've written about the past couple of weeks is like the voices of guys who have been really successful in the playoffs, Perry Belmar, who um, maybe haven't you know had the success that this group has, but you know, these guys are big voices in the room. You know, um, you know, Mary Faella wrote a, wrote a story today for to, for tomorrow's paper about. Belmar and, and how, you know, this is a guy who grew up in France, had, you know, one fifty five minutes of ice time because no one played hockey in France. And he went to Sweden and, uh, you know, basically was about to quit because uh, the, he, he didn't like it there. And the guys in Sweden were kind of, you know, spoiled and they didn't like him. And, you know, his mother told him, you know, show them how how much they they don't know what they have. And, you know, there's a guy who does it a different way gets to the nhl at age 29 and he's played in a lot of big games you know made it to a stanley cup final with the with an expansion team in vegas and uh he's a guy who you know i asked him like you know how about your voice and he's like i have i have a big mouth i know that i'm not going to play you know 20 minutes a game but the way i make up for it is that i encourage my teammates and i let them know what's going on on the ice and and stuff like that so everyone everyone's important i think it's it's an empowering powering thing that this room has and everyone kind of has a piece and they all have kind of a, a part to the puzzle and um you know when when it ends up lifting you know the stanley cup it all works out isn't that kind of though the story of this team i, I mean mm-hmm. stamkos and headman were top two picks in the nhl right but beyond that i mean and even going back tyler johnson undrafted yanni right. gord undrafted kucher off a third round pick palat's a seventh round pick Braden points a third round pick you know, it's not the guys. They don't have a bunch of can't miss prospects on this team. Right. It's never been built that way outside of Stamkos and Hedman. When in back to back years, they had the top two picks. Right. It, it's 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 a bunch of guys that have probably exceeded expectations individually and especially collectively. And, and you know, I mean, we we hear around the league they marvel at where do you find these guys? Ross Colton, who was this guy before he <laughs> right. came up? Right. And, you know, he scores the, no, the game winning goal in the Stanley Cup last year. Um, their fourth line, their third and fourth line guys, the last four clinching games, and Vazzy's been great as we know the record of you know six shutouts of the last seven. But the goals that have won those last four series were from Pat Maroon, Nick Paul, Ross Colton, Yanni Gord, third and fourth liners. Yep, 
that they get the scoring from everywhere. Everyone can contribute on any given night. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right, and that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like that. I, I think these guys, it comes from the room, and it comes about how empowered they are, knowing that they're a piece of the puzzle. And um, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's and you know, like for a team that's been this successful, they still play with a huge chip on their shoulder. And I think that you know that played out in the Toronto series. Certainly has have played out in the Florida series, you know. Um, and you know they they just find ways, you know. Like 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 Rick said, it's uh, you know they they just find ways to win. And well, I think what's just been remarkable about this this run here is just like, you know, I, I just how they they've just kind of it's not a switch, it's kind of a, a dial, right? When you turn mm-hmm. it up, and just the way that they 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 really just turned that dial up, uh, you know, basically you know six six games ago. Um, to play a different brand of, of you know, championship-style hockey. And, you know, against, again, again, I think the narrative's incredible there against the teams that they've beaten here. You know, these are teams that <laughs> just amazing firepower. You know, you're not supposed to shut down the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're definitely not supposed to shut down, you know, the, the Florida Panthers, you know. But these guys have something different that enables them to, you know, able to make you know, throughout the lineup, whether it's like you said, those goals coming from the the bottom six kind of guys, or you know, it's a defense that they played to be able to make big plays in, in big games. It's 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 remarkable. Uh, Florida had averaged four goals a game during the regular season. They get three goals in four games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You get swept. Um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Back to Vasilevsky just real quickly because I hear this all the time and and, and I don't know what it means, uh, Eduardo, because I've never never covered hockey and you're you're around it and in that room and all that stuff. When they talk about Vasilevsky and his preparation, I know towards the end of the year it looked like Cooper was trying to give him days off. He was, you know, playing Elliot. He he was he was splitting it almost in the middle, if you will, the last ten games or so. Um, and and I I assume that was because he knew that this hopefully this long run was coming and. You know, we've seen Vassy play five overtime games and come back and play, you know, two nights later. Right. So uh, he's not a guy that's going to take a day off in the postseason, nor do you want him to. However, uh, what does it mean that, that he takes it to another level? I mean, I know his plays does that in the postseason. Are we talking about film study? Uh, what, what kind of routine does he have to keep his body in shape? I mean, I'm sure he feels the rigors of a, of a regular season and a postseason like anyone else, maybe, maybe more so. So how is he able to do this? What is, what is that special sauce that Vassy has uh, that enables him to just dial it up himself? Yeah, that's a good question. Rick. I think that, you know, part of it is his routine. You know, he's learned over the years how to prepare himself the best way possible. And like, you know, we'll, we'll see him in pregame, you know, and he's, uh, you know, he's got a mat on the side and he's, you know, going through stretches and, uh, just doing all this, all this, you know, the routine that he does every day. So I think he's mm-hmm. a big guy, a big routine guy. You know, I think a big part of the rest to give him was, and I think over the course of the year, you know, they were very strategic in terms of, 
you know, maybe he takes a you know practice off. He doesn't skate this day, or mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, he, he think he took a couple games uh, late in the season where he, he didn't play, uh, you know, for a good stretch. He didn't play for a good like five day stretch or something like that. They timed it out, so they're really good at, at trying to find those those times to give him rest. And also, too, you know, maybe he's a big workout guy. He's a big guy in the gym. That you know, when he doesn't skate it's a bigger gym day or something like that. And he's got all that monitor and him and Franz John, the, the goaltending's coach, they've got that, that really wired. But um, I think Vassy, the way he's grown has been the, in the biggest way has just been mentally. Like, I think mm. that he knows now yeah. how to get the most out of his body, but also how to treat it the right way. But, um, you know, he also, like, I think now he, mentally he knows that he doesn't have to do everything. And I think he probably thought that way a little bit earlier in his career, you know, coming up and, uh, you know, learning from Ben Bishop, you know, uh, you know, kind of another perfectionist kind of guy. Um, right. That he didn't, he didn't, you know, he doesn't have to do it. You know, every, everything. And you, know, you, you talk to him and he's, he's an interesting guy when we talk to him because the confidence that he shows, you know, on the ice, like he's very, you know, hat down, you know, doesn't say much, um, looks a little bit nervous, you know, in front of cameras and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I really do think that he sees himself now as just kind of a part of this puzzle. And I think that's, that's kind of a buy-in, you know, when we talk about everyone knowing everyone being empowered and everything, everyone knowing their role, I think a big part of it too, is the other way too, is like a guy like Vasilevsky knowing that he doesn't have to do everything, you know, and there've been times this year where, seems like he has had to do, you know, everything when, you know, he's facing all these odd man rushes. But um, I do think that mentally he, he's kind of kind of come to center a little bit in terms of knowing that, uh, you know, he's going to have to make saves. But as long as he puts himself, puts this team in a chance to win that uh, he can. And, and that's when the greatness comes out. Right. Because uh, in lights like nights like last night, you know, we've made We've seen him make better saves, maybe like the more like all jaw dropping kind of saves, but he stopped everything, you know, and <laughs> I think 82 shot attempts last night, it's you crazy. know, it was, it was volume, you know, it was, <laughs> it was volume from the beginning to the end, man. And, uh, he was just completely dialed in and we, we, we see how he takes, you know, breaths and stuff like that, looks at the ceiling, you know, mm. takes these moments when, uh, you know, it, it breaks in, you know, in between the whistles and stuff like that, but he was dialed in and that's kind of how he's been, uh, you know, really since that, that game six and really since, yeah, since that game six and definitely in the past, you know, six games. But I honestly think that it's, he's actually gotten better knowing that maybe he doesn't have to do everything. You know, it sounds right. weird, but I think he has. One of the things that impresses me about this team is they don't panic. And, and Rick and mm-hmm. I talked about this a lot last week. Like a bad goal goes in, uh, a bunch of rushes, a bad penalty. They never seem to let the moment get too big for them. And, yeah. You know, you don't win. And, and a lot of that's because they've seen everything. I mean, they've been on this run now for eight years of getting to six Eastern Conference finals. They've been to, what, three Stanley Cup finals mm-hmm. in the last seven seasons. We'll see if they get to one this year in the, in the eighth. And, you know, they go to game four. Florida's outplaying them. Vasilevsky's keeping them in this game. They score two goals. That both get taken off for video, including one that lasted almost ten minutes. Right, <laughs> and and it's good on deadline. After that, after they <laughs> they two goals taken off the board, 
they start to even up play with Florida. If you look at the shot right. attempts and the shots before that second goal gets taken off and then after, Florida's dominating the game before that. Afterwards, it's pretty even. Now, shot attempts isn't the only way to look at play, but right. you know, there's a lot of teams that two goals taken off the board could could really ruin your night. And and you almost your game goes backwards because of it. It should, right? And and this team yeah. does. I mean, it's 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 a calmness that they have, and I think it starts with Vasilevsky in the back end, as you said, because they yeah. also know they've got the best guy in the world behind them. But they don't let they ever, don't ever let that moment get too big. Yeah, and I, I think that you're right. I mean, it, it's uh, there's no moment that's too big for them, and that's and that's the thing. And I think a big part of it is, you know, Vasilevsky. I think, but I think it's just that, you know. I don't know. It's going to sound kind of hokey, but I mean, like, I think they just trust in the process, you know, and you're right. Having a couple of goals, you know, negated like that, it would, most teams would go downhill after that, especially facing the kind of push that, that the Panthers had. Um, but they just have faith in the process. You know, they have a, they have a plan. And the, the, the key word, this, this preseason, this whole postseason has been the recipe, you know, and, They've had it from the past two years. They have the plan. They they know what was working, and they have the faith that eventually one of those guys is going to step up. Whether it's Pat Maroon batting a puck, you know, out of the air and you know behind Sergey Borovsky, or you know something else, you know, and that this is just going to happen. And um, this team, I think, is a little bit different than like maybe last year's because I do feel like you know last year's was kind of propelled by a little bit. I mean the power play was so strong last year um, from the beginning, you know, when, when Kucherov came, it was just, you know, a different level and they just rode that, you know, this year it's been a little bit different. I think you've, you've gotten a lot more of those contributions from those bottom six guys. And, you know, again, they're playing without Braden point and they're playing 11, seven, you know, uh, but you know, 11, seven is one of those things where, uh, you know, Corey Perry's talked about a lot. It's like, more ice time for guys it's and they embrace that you know they want to be on the ice more because that means that they have a better shot at making an impact they have a better shot at being the pat maroon of 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 game four you know so um i think that's a big part of it they all kind of accept their roles but they all want to be a piece a part of it and um yeah i mean it it is it is um it's pretty remarkable that you know because like you said vasco was keeping a minute and you know the two goals. And I remember like when Maroon scored, like they all just kind of looked up at the scoreboard, <laughs> like to look at for the replay as if yeah. like, you know, stick. this can happen again. Right. <laughs> but, um, afterwards they, they pretty knew pretty quickly that that was a good goal. But, um, but yeah, there's they, the resolve that they've shown and, you know, and, and Cooper will say it is that it's, it's it, when you say they've been through it all, they really have been through it all. You know, when you go back to 15, you know, getting that far. Uh, I, mean, I think yesterday he said, you know, maybe we were out proed in that series, you know, um, you know, 16 and 18, you know, losing leads, losing in game sevens. And obviously the the turning point that I think most people will go to, the, the, the changing of, of this team and the way they looked at themselves was, you know, the Columbus series in, in 19. Yep. And they, yep. they've been through it all and they, they don't forget any of that. They don't forget the feeling of what that was like. And I think uh, maybe it's going back to the, that other point that you made earlier of, like, they hate losing. They, they hate that feeling of losing because they felt it. And they felt the disappointment, the extreme disappointment, you know. So, and, um, 
and now they know what it's like to get that other feeling. Uh, Ed, we'll ask you uh, just a couple quick ones here. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and one, I don't know that you have an answer for, um, and we'll talk about the Rangers in Carolina here in just a mm-hmm. second. I'm sure they want that series to go seven games. Braden Point, we didn't see him in this in this series. Now they get some time off. That That's certainly the more days, uh, if, if he is going to come back, the better. Is there any sense of what uh, sort of what his future might be going forward before this is all over? Yeah, we tried to ask Coop that probably in, in several different ways, and he probably hasn't given – he's pretty <laughs> determined not to give us anything on that. Sure. Um, and I, I get it. It's a, There's a competitive thing to it, but – yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the bottom line is he's, he's not day to day. You know, I mean, yeah. like yeah. we yeah. haven't seen him skate and unless he's mm. skating on his own, you know, somewhere right. like he's not day to day. So like I would go into most series thinking that, you know, he's probably not going to be available sooner than later. Sure. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, we I mean, what was it last year? We, Alex Kalorn had a rod put in his, <laughs> yeah, his, in his leg to try to get back for a for a game six. <laughs> against yep. the Canadians. So that aspect, you never kind of count a guy out. But the fact that, you know, we haven't seen Braden really since yeah. that game, um, I think says a lot. The fact that uh, he's probably more of a week-to-week situation than he is a day-to-day situation. Seems to um, be. And, yeah, and I, I think Cooch has picked up, you know, obviously his playmaking. And so, they, they you know, we talked about the secondary scoring. So they managed mm-hmm. to do this without him, although he's such a – a big piece you you wouldn't think maybe they could win it all without him but we'll see if that happens now you've got carolina and the new york rangers uh who knows how long that series will go is there one of those teams that the lightning match up better against or worse or what do you think yeah i mean they, they know they obviously know the, the the hurricanes a little bit better obviously being in the division last year they played them you know five games in that second round um you know the the, the rangers are a different team uh, than they were last year, uh, a little bit tougher. You know, you saw that in, in game three of that series. And I'm really interested in seeing what happens tonight um, in, in, in game four because I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Carolina is a tough team, and, and they, they, they can be tough. I, I don't know if – I think they might be a little not as tough as they think sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd really like the, the, the idea of the, the, the Rangers kind of flexing their muscles a little bit the way they have. Um, and, and they've given the lightning trouble, you know, I, I would, um, uh, you know, I, I, they, they've, they've been all really close games against the Rangers, but the Rangers have gotten edges in, in all of those games. So, um, I think that'd be, a, I think either one's a good series. Right. Um, I, I think, see, it, it's, it's hard to compare because you think of all the regular season matchups and this is totally different now, but you know, sure. I, I like their chances against either one of those teams, but given the way they're playing right now, um, but, you know, I, I, I probably like a little bit better a, a, a New York series maybe than a Carolina series. They're, mm-hmm. they're a little bit tougher to figure out sometimes. But um, I don't know. That's, a, that's actually a really good question. I really haven't thought of it too hard. Well, uh, well you, you got some time. a better matchup for them. Yeah, you, you got some time to give us those matchups after they det- determine <laughs> that series. And some have said that the Rangers remind people, these are the national pundits that I watch yeah. on television, that the Rangers remind folks of a younger lightning team that they're built yeah. similarly um, with the goaltending and, and, and such and some of the playmakers, but we'll have to wait for that. You get a couple days to at least take your breath. You're not going to be off. Of course you can read uh, all about the Tampa Bay lightning, their quest for a third. You're getting a little greedy here Ed. a third Stanley cup. <laughs> Unbelievable in three years. It uh, hasn't been done in 40 something years. It's just remarkable to run there on. And you can read about it with Eduardo and Cena in the Tampa Bay times. Thanks Eduardo. Have a good one. Anytime.
All right, my thanks as always to Eduardo Encina. Um, we've got the Rays continuing their series against the Florida Marlins. And get your mailbag questions to us now, right now. Don't delay. Go on Twitter if you want to. Send them to us there at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Verstick, I am Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 